0: So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 96 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So excited about this podcast episode because we have someone on here who is talking all things Facebook ads, which you guys know is not my area of expertise, and I don't talk about ads at all on my podcasts, on my courses, really in anything that I do because with my product-based business, I focused on organic growth. And while I love organic, and I will always promote organic first, doing ads when you're in the right position, when you know your ideal customer, when you know how to sell product to your ideal customer, ads is like the cherry on top. It works in conjunction with what else you're doing, and you should always be doing organic stuff. But if you are able to, doing ads is another way to potentially massively increase your sales. So I'm excited about today's episode because we have Zach Spuckler, who is the founder of Heart, Soul, and Hustle and creator of the Not Your Average Online Marketing Podcast. He has generated over $2.4 million in online courses, consulting, agency, coaching sales, since starting his business about seven years ago. And he does a lot of different things. He has a membership program. He has Facebook ads trainings and courses, and he also formerly had a product-based business. And so we had a lot of fun talking about all things, the product world, you know, how you can leverage ads for physical products. He talks about some of the things he did in his business that helped him sell a lot of his candles and just some other really like juiciness. I was literally... As he was talking, I was over here taking notes the whole time because he gave me a lot of ideas that I want to implement for some of my clients and just maybe work through with some students in my e-commerce sales academy program. So yeah, I'm excited about this episode. It's very different, and he's also the first guy that we've had on the podcast, which is also super fun. So I know you guys are gonna love this episode. So grab your coffee, grab you know what today is like an espresso day. I feel like you're going to need some espresso before listening to this episode because you're going to be literally taking notes the entire time just like I was over here. So grab your coffee, grab your wine. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. I am so excited to have you. Thank you
1: for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Yay. And I know we talked about this before we started recording, but you are the first guy in the podcast. that's kind of I know. That's kind of exciting.
1: It's exciting. <laughs> We're just pioneer. I'm a pioneer in the field.
0: <laughs> Yay! Um, well, I know there's a lot of very interesting things about you, which we'll definitely talk about just to get started. And um, yeah, before we start all the interesting conversation about Facebook ads, tell everyone just a little bit about like your background and sort of how you ended up where you are today, your, your pitch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my name is Zach Spuckler. Our company is Heart, Soul, and Hustle. And we generally, believe it or not, work with digital based businesses that want to sell like courses, coaching, consulting. We have a small agency arm of our business. We have an education arm of our business. But about a year, a little over a year ago, we actually started a product based business. Um, Just to kind of see, we did hand poured uh, soy candles with crystals. uh, So crystal infused hand poured soy candles. Um, We, had so much interesting stuff happen. We lived in California. We quickly learned that the California heat in this full garage we built as a workshop does not let candles set. So that was super fun. Um, We relocated to Ohio and built a small little um, workshop in our basement. Nothing too fancy, but we, we did that for about a year. And after about a year, there's there was nothing wrong with the business. We actually really enjoyed it. Um, but my agency membership, coaching, consulting was taking up so much time um, that I we had a consultant we were working with and I was kind of talking to him and, and I was like, I just don't have the energy, like, especially because we weren't sourcing products, we were making products. So you have to think, you know, you get an order, then you have to make it within a few days, then you have to pack it and ship it. And we were still small potatoes, but we would take our two or three Ikea bags to the UPS store um, every week or so. And things were going really well. But I kind of said, like, I just don't have the capacity for both. And so um, I talked to my partner, my business partner, and my personal partner. Uh, We were in the business together. And he said, you know, I really want to keep this business going. And I said, I don't think I can do it. And we finally came to a mutual agreement that if we could get a decent payout, we would sell the business. And uh, just at the beginning of, no, end of February, right around the end of February, we finalized everything. We signed paperwork. We shipped out the last of our inventory and we're doing a little bit, not much, like an hour and a half worth of consulting for the new owners if they want it. Mm -hmm. And we were bought out and now I've officially uh, created, sold and built a business. Just crazy, but really cool.
0: Amazing. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I remember, so Zach and I are in a mastermind together with Rick Mulready. And I remember when you first posted in your, in the group, I don't know how I figured out that you had a product business. I think I went to your Instagram and I saw that you had the candles and I was like, Oh my gosh, I love it. Like someone in the group who is also a product person. So I was excited about that, but no, it's a huge, it's a huge accomplishment to start a product brand. Like people have no, most people have no idea how much work it is, Yeah. especially people like in your space where you were doing like coaching and and all that. And then you're like, Oh, I'm going to do a product. It's probably easy. And then you, then you actually see how not easy it is and it's Um, so time it's so time consuming and and all that kind of stuff so I think that's amazing but also that you sold the business I mean that's a huge thing and like something that most people don't consider when they're starting a product business is that you actually can you can sell it you know it's not just something that you create and you're like oh I, I don't feel like doing this anymore and I'm kind of stuck with it so um and I did that with my business too and um you know, I had my business for almost three years and selling it has definitely been like my proudest. The, you know, besides having a child and all that kind of stuff, like business wise, that's definitely been my proudest thing because you create this like little baby and you put your literally like pour your heart and soul into it, blood, sweat, and tears. And then you just ship it off to someone else. And it's weird, right? Did you it feel like, so how weird? Did you feel, um, because I know how I felt after I sold it. Did you feel like sentimental? Were you like upset a little bit? Or were you like, fuck yeah. this? Yes. I mean. shipping off the inventory.
1: I think there was a small part of me that felt like a little like, now what? Right? Because you build it up and you do all that work. And yeah. I'm in a fortunate position where I was running two businesses. I was, I was partner in one business. And then I have my own business, hard, Soul & Hustle. So it didn't feel quite as aimless as I think it would have felt if I wasn't like, oh, well, I'll just go to work on this other business. But there was definitely a part of me that was like, should we do another product-based business? Should we do a (laughs) blog? Should we do this? Should we do that? And, you know, I think for for me personally, like just dividing my attention was a lot of energy. I was probably working like 60, 70, 80 hours a week, give or take, just depending on order volume, because I had two businesses to run. So um, there was a, a big sense of relief around it. But there was definitely also this sense of like pride, like, man, we just built something out of nothing.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: we like, when we sold it, the other thing was that we were really like, it was fast. Um, We listed it on a Friday and by Tuesday afternoon, we had um, a buyer and it was like really, really crazy. So I think it could just happened so fast. I got swept up in it. I think we probably undercharged what we could have got for the business is what the amount of inquiries and how seamless the whole process was told us. But yeah. it's a learning experience and we use that money. We're putting it towards our wedding and, you know, it's great. So, you know, there was definitely a feeling of like, man, end of an era. But there was, for me personally, a huge feeling of like, I don't have to deal with this anymore, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I know that's how I felt the same. I was like sad. And, um, but also I've never, the second that escrow money came into my account, I will never, I was literally sitting on a couch and I was also living in in California or no, I was living in Seattle at the time. Sorry. We've moved a lot. Um, but like (laughs) sitting on my couch and like the money, I got the notification that your escrow came in and this wave of, and I will never like, I'll think I'll never forget the feeling, but like this feeling of ut- the utmost freedom, like yeah. the wave of freedom. Cause that was my business for almost three years. And like, I wasn't doing anything else. And like, you know, we went from zero to multi six figures of sales and I was still doing everything out of, this was in Seattle. We had a townhouse in Seattle and so I was spending every day going to the post office, packing orders, doing, so it was like my whole life. And so to get rid of it, it was, it was weird, but that feeling of freedom, I will never forget. And, um, and it led me to what I'm doing now, which is truly what I'm absolutely know that I'm meant to be doing. And so it's, um, I don't know, it's funny how those things happen, but yeah, I think you should be super proud. And, um, I love that you sold it and you're like, Oh, well, should we do another one? <laughs>
1: the bad well and I this is so this isn't our first physical product business just as like a fun fact we oh. actually sourced and sold um crystals so like amethyst quartz oh. spooky quartz like okay wow. you know, all kinds of cool stuff and we used to we had a wholesale suppliers all over the world we used to work with a mine in Pakistan we used to um work oh. with people in Canada we worked with a couple local people we had um, a local shop that we would go to and source stuff from And so we actually did, you know, we, we ended up closing that business and not selling it. Um, And interestingly enough, like I always jokingly say, like, I just am set on the fact that everything will work out. I am like a Mm -hmm. money manifestor. That is just my vibe. And um, we closed the business and because basically what would happen was we would do an Instagram live show and then we would sell like 30 40 50 orders which is great wow. but then you're like literally trying to pack and ship 50 orders with different weights different dimensions different boxes of oh fragile goodness. items in 24 to 48 hours it was Holy really God. stressful <laughs> yeah. um so we didn't we we stopped doing that but when we finished we were like we're sitting on like all this inventory because with a with a, any physical product business where you source stuff you don't always know what's going to sell or you you know especially with like live crystals like some weeks people love it and some weeks people want nothing to do with it but we had we were sitting on probably 500 pounds of crystals if not more um (laughs) just sitting on shelves in our garage and we found a local store that was like selling small healing crystals and she was like yeah i feel like there's a huge market for this and i was like there totally is i will hook you up if you buy our supply you buy our inventory i'll get you our supplier names i'll get you everything And, um, this local shop in Southern California, like bought out our inventory and wrote us a check and we closed that business too. So it's, it's a, I'm I'm a, I'm a serial trier. I like to just try things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it.
0: I'm, I'm the same way too. So, and I feel like once you, and I always talk about this to like my non-business friends is like, when you have a business and you start making money and you learn and you make mistakes and you figure it out, you're like, it really does become like. I actually can launch any business I want. Yeah. And that's the best feeling is like you actually can, if you were like, oh, I want to launch a coffee brand. Cause I know you like coffee. You actually can do that. And that's yeah. a powerful thing to realize that you can yeah. literally start any business that you want to, because you have the the guts. Number one and two, like you've already now done product, service, coaching, court. Like you do everything. Um, like that's amazing, right? Yeah, it is. It is a
1: really liberating feeling to know, like, if it all came down mm-hmm. tomorrow, you could just rebuild. Yeah, um, and I think that that is really a mentality that you grow into. Like, there's still a small part of me that's always like, man, what if this this all crashes and burns tomorrow? But then there's another part of me that's like, well. You just
0: do something else. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. And let's talk about, because I know you, you're one of, well, I feel like you do a lot of different things, but one of your areas of expertise is ads and Facebook ads. Do you do... Google or is it mainly Facebook, Instagram? We
1: don't do a lot of Google ads. We actually outsource our Google ads now. We were doing them in-house, okay. um, and by in-house, I mean I was struggling to learn Google ads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a Google ad that we run, but we're bringing on an agency to to manage them for us. But yeah, we are okay. almost exclusively Facebook and Instagram ads.
0: Okay, so in so I know anyone listening here, you know, you guys know I I do not do ads. Well, I didn't do any ads with my product business and that's not what I teach my whole entire framework. And this is why I like having you here. My entire framework for um, growing a product business is like focusing on it <laughs> organic first, knowing your customer, knowing how to sell, knowing what products work for your audience, and then doing ads if you want to. Like I have nothing against ads. People are always like, why do you hate Facebook ads? and i'm always like i don't hate them i just didn't do them for my business and i want to teach people the foundational stuff first and then do ads like ads are like the cherry on top but you have to be able to sell shit before you jump into ads because 100% you will th- waste money you know throw money down the drain and a lot of my clients will start a business do ads waste thousands of dollars and come to me and say i'm you know i'm doing facebook ads but they're not working and then i'll look at the ads and i'm like yeah, I know I know they're not working because they're terrible. Like the ad is terrible, the creative is terrible, the copy. Um, yeah. but they also have no idea who their idle customer is. And like they just they don't, they're just new and they're green, they don't know what they're doing, which is totally respectable. So with that said, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about ads today because that is not my area of expertise and like full disclosure. I just started running Facebook ads in my current business literally a week ago. And I have to say, I'm very excited about it. So, um, and only because I got help, like I said, me and Zach are in a mastermind and one of the coaches helped me set everything up, but like it is very confusing and I understand why people don't know what they're doing because it's really hard. So anyway, I'm rambling here, but yeah, let's talk about Facebook ads and, um, maybe related to the product world, e-commerce yes. world and like how that could work for people. So yeah, tell everyone like how, like, what do you do with Facebook ads now? Or how is it like worked in your business or.
1: Yeah. So we, so just to paint the picture, we, we, by we, I mean me, I have an online presence. So I have a decent following on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. So when we initially released our product, we were very organically minded. We were like, we're going to get clients because people want to support people they know. Um, yeah. So we ended up doing about five or $6,000 in sales of the candles in like a month and a half's time. Um wow. just from the kickoff, which was great, but I'm also an ads junkie. So my partner was like, oh, what like how are we going to scale this? And I was like, we'll just run ads. And we basically broke even on ads for like three months. Um, it was really because it was so different, right? So, like when in my business, when I'm running ads, I'm like trying to get a name and email. Well, in a product-based business, we we'll, and we'll talk about this, that can still be really beneficial. And we actually ran a really successful campaign around that, but you're generally trying to get someone to buy something either impulsively or creating a process that they go through to buy. Um, Generally in e-commerce, we're working at scale. We're not working at um, high ticket, right? So like, again, just to kind of show the parallels, like in my business, if I charge, let's say $1,000 for coaching, well, I can spend like $500 to find the customer because I'm still going to double my money. Well, in e-commerce, if your product is $20, $30, $40, you can only spend, you know, 10, 15, if that to get the purchase, because you have, you know, your customer acquisition cost, you have the cost of your software. You like there's a lot that goes into e-commerce that initially we didn't really realize. And, and it's one of the things that gets me really excited because now mm-hmm. I've kind of dipped my toe in the water. I I get what a different world it is. So with e-commerce ads. There's a couple different ads that that we run, but the first one is we're running ads directly for a purchase and we go really, really broad. So I know you don't talk a lot of ads. So if I say anything that is too jargony or nerdy, just stop me and I can explain. But with ads, there's something called targeting and targeting is basically a fancy way of saying who you're running the ads to. And when we started, we did crystal infused candles. So we're like, oh, we'll target crystal healing, which is actually a targetable uh, Facebook audience. And it worked really well for our crystal business when we were selling crystals, Um, but it wasn't working for the candles. And I was like, why isn't it working? What are we doing wrong? How do I fix it? And so we started to expand out a little bit and started saying things like, well, what would these people be interested in? And we started doing things like, you know, um, anthropology and it did okay. Mm -hmm. But then we started working with a a consultant who actually taught us a lot about Facebook ads for e-commerce and like kind of their process and things like that. But one of the things that we started doing was like, where do they shop? And that changed the game because we really, like, he he kind of asked us, he's like, if you don't know your ICA, that's not the end of the world, but who, like, where on in stores would you see this kind of thing on the shelf? Um, even if it's like, ours is handmade, hand poured. So like, you really wouldn't see it on the shelf of a traditional big box store. He's like, but if you were going to, what big box stores would that be? And so we started trying things like, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Crate & Barrel, Whole Foods. Um, and interestingly enough, our best performing audience time and time again was like Whole Foods, um, which was really shocking to me because in in like my world of ads, it's like you got to be pretty specific to get the results. And yeah. in, the, in this world, and even with what Facebook ads are doing now, sometimes broad, like really, really broad works. Because initially what happens with ads is it is a learning machine. It's, it's auto, it's AI, it's, it's uh, automated intelligence. And so when you get that first purchase, it takes Mm -hmm. a little effort to like find who you're going to advertise to. But once you start getting those purchases, Facebook actually learns like, Oh, general, like, and this is a massive overgeneralization, but basically Facebook starts to say like, Oh, it's people in their late twenties that are buying from you. And they tend to be Mm -hmm. female and they tend to be in this, State or this location or these are the hot spots. And even though you're just saying Whole Foods, you're actually targeting a niche uh, niche group of people within that. And as your account learns about who's actually making the purchases, the ad targeting gets more specific. Even if you don't. Mm -hmm. So with Facebook ads, like for us, what we did was three things you want to think about are quality product photography, testing and targeting. Those for us were the big three. So we, uh, luckily I have like a, you joke that I've done everything. I had a food blog before. And so I knew a little bit about photography and and food styling, which is a little different than product photography and fairness, but composition, lighting, you know, um, props, things like that I was really familiar with. So we took some really gorgeous photos of uh of our of our candles. I took them, so that's how I know they're gorgeous. But um <laughs> we took these really beautiful pictures of our candles and we advertised them uh, specifically around Christmas. We did seasonal scents and they just went bonkers. Uh successful. We ended up doing $10,000 in a quarter. Um, wow. with the, which again, not a crazy amount, but enough that we built up that rapport that people would be interested in buying it. And that's what we did. We basically took quality photos, tested it to a number of different targets and tried the stores where we thought we could be on the shelves. Um, hmm. and, and that's really like, I know that there's like, so, and, and I know you know this from just setting them up. There's so much nuance to that, that like, you'll never be able to frankly get out of a podcast is like, I can't be like, click this button, do that, do this, because it's a very visual experience. But if you go in, like Facebook does really want you to spend money. So if you go in and you say like, I want to run this ad to generate this kind of money on a Shopify store with my product catalog, like it's not easy, but it is simple. Um, That's what I tell people. It's a process to learn, but once you've done it a few times, you do realize it is a process. Mm -hmm. Um, So like what takes my... Like what used to take me two or three hours to set up, like we're going to set up some ads later today for our business takes me like 20, 30 minutes now. Um, And that's, that's not uncommon for people that we work with to be like, oh, wow, this was really complicated, but now it's like really straightforward. So I'll stop rambling for a second and let you jump in. But, but basically like, that's what we look at for ads, quality pictures, quality targeting and consistent testing.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Um, and I'm so glad that I had just recently dove dive, dove whatever, um, into ads in the last week because now I sort of some of the things you're talking about make more sense. But yeah, I found setting everything up confusing and like I and Quayo is the one that helped me, who's one of our coaches and our mastermind. And like I would have never, I'm sorry, I think if you're if you are new to Facebook ads, like find someone who can help you set yes. set it up because he even him walking me through, I was still confused. I was still like, wait, I don't need, like, it just, it's so much stuff to figure out. So yeah, I would say. And of course. Yeah. And Zach, one thing I will I say is
1: find a teacher, right? <laughs> yes. Find a yeah. teacher to teach you the process, right? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, whether you check, check out my Instagram and you follow me and you like my process. Great. Whether mm-hmm. that is, I don't have the money to invest in an educ like a formal course or, or coaching program right now, go to YouTube right? Yeah. Google, YouTube, Google, Facebook ads for e-commerce 2022. And like good stuff will come up. Now I will say when you work with a singular teacher, you tend to get more specific advice versus when you yeah. like YouTube or Google, you do have to piecemeal things together, yeah. but that's not a bad thing. Like, especially like one thing I learned in the e-commerce space is that I was hella scrappy when it came to e-commerce, right? I'm, I'm scrappy in my coaching business too, But in e-commerce, like sometimes you just have to be scrappy. Like, how am I going to get Instagram followers? How am I going to make a sale today? How am I going to promote? What am I going to put in that email? Right. And and you have to be a little scrappy and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I will say is if you go into Facebook ads blindly and say, I'm going to click buttons and I think it's working, (laughs) you will, you will quickly, um, you will quickly waste money.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, yep, I agree with all that. I think finding someone who can help you is definitely really, really important. Like just as, as an example, it has nothing to do with e-commerce, but like my current business, um, I think it was like a month and a half ago. And I've done Pinterest ads before with a, another client. So I've actually done it before and I tried to do it for my current business. And I set up all this stuff in in Pinterest, set up campaigns, and it just like fell flat. I didn't waste money. I think I wasted 20 bucks. So not a big deal. But like it I basically got zero reach. I think I reached like 10 people the whole time. So like obviously I set something up very wrong. And like the thing of working and I talk about this a lot on my podcast is like investing in people who have already done the thing that you're trying to do because they save you energy. I'm not even talking about saving you money because they're going to help you make money, but like they save you time and energy. So you don't have to figure it out and waste three hours. Like, just like you said, what used to take you three hours. I wasted two hours on this Pinterest campaign stuff and made no money and got it like just was a waste of time. So I wasted two hours of my life, two, three hours. So Facebook is something that, um, or Facebook ads is something that you probably can do on your own if you want, but like, if you can find someone that can help you it's worth the investment because it's very complicated, very confusing. And I'm a marketer. Like my brain is all for marketing and like even me going in recently and setting everything up with, um, you know, the coach in my program, it was like, it was mind boggling to me. So it's can be complicated, but, um, let's talk a little bit about what you said when it comes to the Facebook ads, you were talking about product photography. So I talk a lot about that in my podcast and the importance of, product photography. I'm curious, did you ever do video? Did you ever do anything like, um, you yeah. like, this is what I want to dabble in with TikTok with some of my clients is like user generated content video and turning that into an ad. Have you done that? Did you do that with Facebook? We never
1: did any UGC content. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it was like on our two or three year plan, which obviously we did not stick around for two or three years. Um, but user generated content, we didn't do anything with, um, we do have some videos, but I wouldn't say it was actually videos. I'm trying to remember what the software we used was called, maybe called Mintra, Mintra, Minta, something. I'll see if I can find it while we chat. Um, but it was this software that would take your products directly from Shopify and turn them into small, like video carousels or like animated videos. And we did a little bit with that and they actually worked, um, pretty well. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm gonna see if I can find the name because I know that everybody always you mention a software and then you're like, but I can't remember what it's called, and then people are yeah. like, well, what is it? So I'll see if I can find it while we chat. But okay, we did a little bit of that. We didn't really have a ton of video, um, but we would do animation. So there's this really cool app which I'm also not gonna remember the name of, but it's it Video Leap. That's what it's called, Video Leap, <laughs> and you can add animated photos on top of your existing photos. And so one of them was like little flames. So we would take the candles and put artificial flames on them. And we would run those as ads and those crushed it because our candles were so unique, like top shots. You'd be like, what am I looking at? Like you could get the sense that it was a candle, but as soon as you put the flame on it, people were like, Oh, that's a candle. Um, so we, we did that and it worked really, really well.
0: I love that. And I'm not surprised because video, I mean, And, you know, as you know, I don't have to tell you, but like video is almost replacing still images with when it comes to, you know, advertising, when it comes to promoting a product on social media or really in any platform, like video wins every single time. And especially if you have a product, um, a lot of people, too, that are listening, they have like pet brands and um, jewelry. I mean, literally across the board, clothing. And I talk about this all the time, like the more you can showcase how your product is used in real life, what it looks like on a person or how it's used or like demonstrating how to do it or whatever, like that's, what's going to sell a product. So I think like what you just said, confirm that because you should, they can't like the still image versus like an image with a candle burning. It doesn't feel like it's much different, but it is because you're showing the product being used in real life and people need that like visual cue. So
1: I love that. And it's called Minta. I was right. M-I-N-T-A. Uh, Minta. It's with Minta.com. Um, and basically it, it okay. connects right to your store and it pulls your product photography and it turns it into little like images with text. It was, we really That's enjoyed
0: cool. it. I love that. I'll have, did you, is it like a paid app? Do you remember? I think or? it's
1: free. It, when I started, I think you can start for free and then there's like premium videos. And if you okay. bring in more than like 30 products, but you can get started and test it out right away at no cost.
0: Okay. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Um, but yeah, like video showing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I really want to start dabbling for one of my, one of my clients. I'd still manage their marketing for them and it's a pet brand and it's like the perfect UGC content. We get people with their dog playing with the toy all the time. And it's like, those are the video clips that crush it on Pinterest, crush it on reels, crush it on TikTok. And so I'm wanting to start dabbling in um, TikTok ads because I want to grow their account for wow. them. And I we do We did know a little TikTok, bit with but... TikTok
1: ads. Um, okay. And we were never able to get purchases directly from TikTok ads, but a lot of times running the TikTok ads would boost our Facebook ad sales because with Facebook ads, one of the cool oh. things we can do is retarget anyone that's been to your website and show them the product mm-hmm. that they looked at again, which is a really cool Facebook feature. Um, and we always had that ad running in the background for like $5, $10 a day. Um, and so we would drive a lot of traffic with TikTok and then we would get that traffic into sales from Facebook.
0: I love that. And that's important to note too, is like Just because someone discovers you on one place, like they discover you on TikTok, that doesn't mean that they're going to buy right away. It takes something like seven or eight times before you see a product, before you might purchase. And like, yes, there are the occasional times when you get targeted for something and you do buy it. But most of the time, people need to research. They need to look at reviews. They need to like... Look at the product and look at the price point and then say, oh, well, yeah. if I can get this leather bag at this place or can I get it at Amazon or something? So I think that's an important thing is like even if you are spending a little bit of money on Facebook ads, it might take someone a few months to buy Um, Yeah.
1: And I think that's, you know, even just think about your own buying behaviors, like start to observe them was big for us. Just think about the way that I would decide to buy something whether low ticket, high ticket, mid ticket, like um, fun fact, I am a handbag junkie. I really like nice handbags, Um, super random, but like just the other day we got a catalog from um, Bloomingdale's and I like found this one that I love. And so I just like started like, you know, being very observant of the way that I was looking at it It is like, yes, I want that, but do I want it from Bloomingdale's? What kind of sales Bloomingdale's having? What are the perks of shopping at Bloomingdale's? What about if I go to the manufacturer website? Like, and then I did, and then I found similar products. So it's like Mm. something that, you know, I want to buy. It's been like four or five days and I'm still like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, even though it's something I want. So think about your products is like, you know, depending on your target demographic, it's like how many times or what processes do they need to go through? One of our most successful ads was to people who didn't buy, and we offered them a small discount in order to return and make a purchase. That was one of our best performing ads. It basically said, hey, I noticed you looked at this product, but didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. If you come back, we'll give you 20% off your first order. Killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, being in a what we call you know a high turnover business, like you don't get a candle and then not burn it. You get a candle, burn it. You either like the company or you don't, and you come back. That ad would bring in great sales, but then people would come back on a every one to two month basis and make another purchase. So we were even willing to like break even a little bit on some, some front end customer acquisition.
0: Yes, that's so good. Um, yeah, let's unpack that a little bit. I want to talk about retargeting. You said something about retargeting, which I definitely want to talk about. Um, but yes, that's so true. When it comes to um, a customer buying from you, it's definitely important not to just always think of like, oh, well, I spent you know, I spent a thousand dollars on ads in, in um, what's this month, March, and I only made $4,000. So I'm not really profiting. However, um, what is your return customer rate? You know, how, if your return customer is like 40%, then that means you're getting 40% of your customers to come and buy from you again. And, you know, that on your end, like that's the whole post-purchase thing, you know, and I don't even want that's like a whole nother conversation, but like post-purchase, when someone buys from you, how are you serving them? How are you taking care of your customers? How are you getting them involved in your brand? Which is something that I talk about um, all the time. So you want to just be cognizant that like maybe one month you spent a lot on ads, but if that person's buying from you over and over again, then that's just part of your customer acquisition cost and it does work out. So um, okay. I just want to quickly talk about one other thing. You mentioned retargeting website visitors. Yes. How, can you talk a little bit about that? Cause that is, that's a really important thing. Um, Cause a lot of the stuff that I teach people is organic marketing. So wow. SEO, creating blog content, all that kind of crap, you know, sending emails, driving them back to your website. So now that I teach that stuff to people, how can people leverage website visitors using Facebook yes. ads?
1: So There's something called the Facebook Pixel, which do you recommend Shopify for everyone? Yeah. Okay, great. So with Shopify, you can literally click a few buttons and say, install my Facebook Pixel, and it will integrate directly into your Facebook ads account and import your catalog. This is a really nerdy way of saying you're giving Facebook data of who visits your website and you're linking it to different products, right? Retargeting, there's a couple different ways to do it. So we always had a 5 to $10 a day campaign running with what's called a DPA ad, dynamic product audience. Um, what that means is that if somebody goes to your website, let's say you sell cupcakes and they look at a chocolate cupcake. When you run the ad to them, they're gonna see the cupcake they looked at, right? You, We've seen these ads before. You look at something on Amazon, Bloomingdale's, target.com and then suddenly it shows up in your Facebook feed and you're like, who's yeah. watching? Who's listening? <laughs> um you know, well, your pixel is. And so you can run an ad that's a dynamic product retargeting ad. And, and that one we spend five to ten dollars a day on every single day. And we encouraged, we were encouraged to set up a discount with it. So like come back, make your first purchase, get free shipping, right? Something like that. Um, you also, well we'll, I'll come back to that. You have to know your costs. And so that's something I want to talk about very briefly. But that's the first one. The second one is you can create an audience, what's called a warm audience of everybody who interacts with your brand and retarget them back to your website. So you can say, I want everyone who's ever been to my website, everybody who's on my email newsletter list, everyone who's engaged with me on Instagram, everyone who's clicked or liked my Facebook ads. I'm just going to run a general ad with either a sale or a hot product or an offer. And I'm going to encourage them to come back. Now, all of that is great, but you have to know your cost, right? So one of the things that was really hammered into us by one of our mentors was like, you can't just run ads because you want to double your money. You have to know at what point you're breaking even, at what point you're losing money. So the product retargeting is great because they yield a high ROI anywhere from like three to 10 X is not that uncommon. If you're driving consistent traffic, yeah. right. You have to have the traffic to retarget for sure, but you can see a really high ROI on, on retargeting. Um, I think our highest was eight, but I know of people who get a 10 to 12. Um, and I know of people who get three to four, it just depends on the product price, the impulsiveness, cross sells, upsells, sells, And then what we did that I would really encourage you to think about, um, is I just wanted to make sure we we mentioned that your ads are great, but only as good as your website. So if you're retargeting people back to your website and you don't have a robust product page, and you're not building a review, and you're not, or sorry, reviewers, and you're not taking great product photography, and you don't have, you know, you could have pre-purchase cross-sells or upsells, post-purchase cross-sells and upsells. That is where we tended to make our money because our our best seller was twenty bucks and we would pay eight to ten dollars to acquire a customer. Um, and then shipping was seven dollars uh, to the customer and we actually usually paid ten to twelve dollars for shipping. So if you do the math on that, we basically lost money every time somebody bought one candle like two or three dollars. But we put reviews on the page, we did pre-purchase upsells and post purchase upsells. And that's where we would re- re- retain a lot of the money. We also did some bundling that worked really well. So um, I know this wasn't a question, but I just want to throw this out there that is like, if you're looking at your shop mm-hmm. and you're doing it organically and you're like, oh, we're converting 1% to customers, that's going to be really hard to make your money back on ads. I mean, organically, you sh- and Carrie, feel free to jump in and correct me, but we thought organic, we wanted to be seeing like a 3 to 4% conversion on traffic to purchase Um, that generally dropped with advertising because you're running to now people who have no idea who you are versus people you're organically building that relationship with. Um, And I know, and everybody has their own like subset of metrics. So feel free to jump in with your metrics, but um, you know, it's like you've, you've really, before you even consider running ads, it's like, is your website optimized? Because we can have this conversation about how to drive traffic. um, And we actually worked with somebody um, inside their membership, that was like just drive a ton of traffic to your website. We got like 500 visits to our website and no sales. And then we started working with someone who was like, "Yeah, but your website sucks." And we were like, "Oh, okay." And then all of our traffic started converting. So just something else that's kind of like a little bit tangent, but super important is like don't don't listen to this and go, "Oh, I've made two purchases and I've had 50 people visit my website." The secret is ads. Like. No, the secret is doing what you're talking about, Carrie, and getting people to buy from you and figure out your stats and optimize your website and then bring in the traffic, which frankly we didn't do, but we should have. Um, and I think our results would have been even better.
0: I love it. I love that you brought up the website conversion piece because that is, that's like my love language right now. Um uh like so much. Yes. Everything you said is is so true. Like you can have you can do ads and you can do all this stuff, but if your website sucks, you're waste you're taking money, ripping it up and throwing it out the window literally. Okay. Um website, your website is your bread and butter of your business. Mm-hmm. And again, I sound like a broken record because I probably mentioned this on every single podcast episode. Um, like every, so many of my Instagram stuff is all about website, website conversion, how to improve your website. Cause it's so important. And especially if you are going to be doing ads um, yeah, you need your website needs to be good. So like product photography, just making it easy for people to buy from you, all that kind of stuff. And I have a like, I'll link other um, episodes in here where, I dive deep into um, website design and all that because I have a lot of episodes about that. But I'm happy that you brought that up because it's so true. So many people, their website either isn't converting well. Like if your website's converting under 1%, there's there's a problem. And like at that point, I would not recommend ads because again, just because you're doing ads and driving a lot of traffic doesn't mean that it's going to convert because your website needs to look good. You know, your product photos need to be good your pages, et cetera. So I'll talk about, I'll link other um, episodes, but thank you for bringing that out because I think that's like, it's almost like the elephant in the room because people yeah. just think like, Oh, I'm doing ads and they're not working. Well, it might not be the ad. It could just be that your website isn't, isn't great. So, and yeah. I see this a lot with like a lot of my students or clients that come to me and they'll say, Oh, I spent $2,000 on Facebook ads this month. And then I'll look at their website and I'm like, please stop the ads right now. And I'm thinking of someone in particular, she, it's like a interior design product company. And she's one of my, um, one-on-one clients and yeah, she was cause someone advised her, Oh, launch your business and just run a bunch of ads. And her website was, I could tell the second I went in her page, I was like, this is why your ads aren't converting. I'm like, your website is missing the secret sauce. There's no information. It's confusing. Like I, I, I've already had conversations with you, and I have no idea what you sell based on the website. So, anyway, side tangent. Um, but yeah, website needs to work in conjunction with ads, and then everything else that you're doing. Um, and thank you for like breaking down the um. I wrote it down. Dynamic (laughs) product, dynamic product ad. That's that was such a great example, and um, something that. Yeah. Any other tips on that? Like with the dynamic product ad? I think that's something that people could probably like leverage. It seems like it may be a slightly easier ad. I don't know.
1: It is a super, if you integrate Shopify with (laughs) Facebook ads, which is like, I think it's an app now it's even like super simple. You can literally go in and you can even do it through the back end of Shopify. I think there's something called the retarget app that will do it automatically. It's a Shopify app. What I will tell you about retarget app is they take 10% of your ad spend and you can probably figure out how to set it up yourself if you just Google it. So no shade, no shade to retarget app. If you're like, I just want it simple. I know I want to retarget. I'm getting lots of traffic. Use retarget app and then start developing your skills. If you're like, I just want to get it off the ground. Yeah. But the biggest tip I can give you is just look at the last 10 to 15 days of traffic. Um, what a lot of people do is is when you're in Facebook, it will literally say people who have viewed or added a product to their cart in the last how many days? 14 is a good number. If you do like 30 days, like especially if you have more of an impulse product, people don't remember what they clicked on. Like how often are you on Facebook and you're like, oh, where was that thing I looked at? I remember clicking on it. I don't even know where it is anymore. And then you just kind of forget. It just falls to the wayside. That's your product basically. So you got to remember after about two weeks, people don't really remember your product. So that's the first thing. The second thing is incentivize them to come back. Don't just be like, I know you want this come back. Um, give them a reason, 10% off free shipping, something like that. And then the third thing is make sure it links to your best product photography. So sometimes with Facebook, and this is kind of a nuance, but um generally with a product what we always did was we featured like our product prominently in a stylized photo was photo number one but then you might have like oh what does it look like um what does it look like from a side view what does it look like on a white background what does it look like you know what's the label say like for our candles we would have just the pictures label so make sure that you don't um Use a non-stylized photo in your retargeting. Make sure that you're using like the thing that catches their eye in the newsfeed, and and those are the big three things: fourteen-day retargeting, stylized photo, and uh, incentive to come back.
0: Okay, I love that. There's so so much goodness. I feel like I'm learning. I'm like writing notes because I'm like I'm gonna go implement this for my client now. Love it. <laughs> Um, anything else in terms of, of running ads for a product business that you can, you know, anything else quickly uh,
1: share? There's one other, well, there's technically two other things that we did that works pretty well. Um, and that's lead generation ads. So in product business, we think, well, why right. would I want to get names and emails? But we ran this really strategic campaign before Black Friday that featured some of our products and basically said, hey... If you want to be the first to know about our Black Friday sale, give us your name and email. We got emails for like a dollar to $2 a piece. And we ended up profiting on that campaign, bringing in a ton of new customers. And it was all just a put your name and email in this form, um, which is a really simple ad to run on Facebook. And I know I'm biased, but I think it's one of the easier ads to run. And then we also did a giveaway. Um, I was really skeptical about the giveaway because I'm like, well, if people are looking for a giveaway, aren't they going to be the wrong people? And it went okay. It didn't go as well as I think it could have. I also think we targeted to, I don't want to say broad, because we just talked about how the broad targeting works. We targeted to like not enough places. We didn't do enough testing. So now if I was to redo our giveaway, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm definitely going to run the giveaway to people that shop at Whole Foods, because I know those are my buyers. We Didn't really have that data when we ran the giveaway, but we would get people to give us their name and email for 10 cents, 16 cents, 20 cents on a giveaway um, and it built up our Instagram. So it took our Instagram to like 800 people from like 200 people in like five days. Um, And social proof is huge in the e-commerce world. Like people, unfortunately or fortunately look at how many followers you have before they make a decision. and so that was really beneficial. So giveaway was great because my thing is like, even if I break even, I now have this big email list I can talk to. Wow. I have products that are selling, I'm acquiring new customers and I'm growing my social presence. So um, if you ever do a giveaway, we used Gleam, I believe it's oh, called yeah. Gleam. Yeah, We loved Gleam. It worked really well. It links to everything. And you can even install the Facebook pixel on it on the $50 a month plan. And it will tell you how much you're paying from Facebook ads to get somebody to sign up to your giveaway.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I like, I like Gleam. Um, definitely agree with you on the giveaway. Like it's such a, it's very hit or miss. Um,
1: and you have to have a sequence, right? So it wasn't just like giveaway. Oh, you entered come by from us. It was like giveaway strategic automated emails in mm. the post-giveaway post, giveaway, post giveaway sign-up sequence. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where we converted people. We didn't really convert anybody right off the giveaway, but in the follow-up sequence, people were interested in buying.
0: I love that. That's so helpful. Um, yeah. I feel like, what was the question I was going to ask you? It gonna, it's something about Instagram followers. Oh, so for the Gleam giveaway, because um, I know on Gleam, you can have people like go to your Instagram, go to your Facebook, go to your email list. Did you have people do all those things or did you, okay. Cause I was going to say, I wanted to ask if you only did like one call to action, like go to Instagram and follow.
1: We just gave entries. If they visited our Facebook page, our Instagram submitted their name and email. um, And then we did refer. So we did do, you can refer a friend. And that worked really well. We probably got about three or 400 emails from. Wow.
0: Yeah. And what kind of ad did you do that with? Like, I know that you said you did a Facebook ad. Was it like when you're it's setting up this- a
1: conversion ad? So okay, basically good. we drive traffic to a page on our website that embedded right. the name app. Mm-hmm. And then they would fill out their name and email and the thank you page would be like, here's other ways to get entries. And that was like, come visit our Instagram, come visit our Facebook. And I will say the one downside about Gleam, well, this is all things, it's it's a Facebook rule. You can't say follow me on Instagram for yeah. entry. You yeah. can say visit my Instagram page, but we found that a lot of people followed anyway because they're interested in the product.
0: Yeah, I know. I, that's, I've done that too. It's But I also think if you put like, visit our Instagram page, I think people, I think people cycle, psych, I don't know if it's like psychologically or just because we're so used to going and like, follow, subscribe, you automatically tap that button anyway. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's kind of funny. Um, Okay. This was amazing. I feel like I learned so much and I literally have like a bunch of notes here that I want to go and like implement for my client that I still do their marketing for. Where, how can people work with you? Like for, so again, the audience here is like e-commerce product business. Um, What kind of, I know you have a lot of like really awesome programs and things you offer. What kind of stuff do you offer that could help you know anyone listening that wants to do facebook ads and you know doesn't know how to do it
1: yeah so if you if you want to connect what i would say is come follow me over on instagram at heartsoulhustle.com and feel free to dm me i'm pretty active on instagram and just let me know what you're working on and if it's not me i can at least point you to a resource like i will say we are pretty focused on the digital product side of things like most of our clients sell digital products we have a couple people we've worked with who have um, physical product brands and we've actually done pretty well with them. But if it's something that you're like tinkering with and you're like, I like this guy, he seems cool. Come follow me on Instagram at hard soul hustle. And then um, shoot me a DM, tell me what you're working on, tell me what you're stuck on. And, and I'll see if I can't either give you one of our resources uh, as a recommendation or a resource that we've worked with that I think would support you
0: amazing. Thank you so much. This was this was so fun. And again, like I feel like I learned so much and Facebook Ads is not something that I talk about. I don't think I've actually mentioned the word Facebook Ads on my podcast <laughs> unless it's to say do organic first <laughs> so. Uh but yeah, this is awesome. It's good to have someone else with a um, you know, a different uh skill set because people ask me about ads all the time and I'm always like, eh, "Not my thing. Sorry, go find someone else." Yeah. Like I've dabbled with clients, but like, that's just not what I know. And so I never want to, like, if someone asked me Facebook ads, I literally say, I cannot, I'm sorry. I can't help you because I don't want to also give people the wrong information. So yep. anyway, thank you so much, Zach. You're amazing. So good to chat and everyone follow Zach on Instagram and you can start learning about Facebook ads. Oh my gosh, such a good episode. I hope you guys love this episode as much as I did. I had so much fun chatting with Zach. We are in a mastermind together, and he's been in the mastermind, I think, a few months, and I've already learned so much from him just in the last few months of being in this mastermind together. So um, any Facebook ads, questions you guys have, you can definitely um, you know find him on Instagram and reach out and see if any of his programs are a good fit for you. And I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day and you have an amazing day. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting it. Thank you for leaving a review. If you liked this episode, please go ahead and take a couple seconds and drop a review on Apple podcast. It means the absolute world to me. And I read every single review and it always just makes me smile. I do my own little happy dance over here in Washington state because You guys are so sweet, and you always leave me amazing reviews and just nice Instagram messages telling me how much the podcast has helped you, and I truly will never take that for granted, and it makes my whole day. So thank you for your ongoing support. All right, I'll see you next week, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.